Welcome to episode five of the Amen Corner. This is Brad Rothschild. And I'm Stephen Cook. All right, Stephen. Hey, what could possibly be going on? Dude, <laughs> I, I, I just have I just have one thing to say to you at this point. Dude, what the fuck? I'm just I, 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 I don't understand. There are no words at this point. There are, there's, I mean, we can say a million things and we can say nothing and it will be just as meaningful. It, 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 it's actually kind of unbelievable and believable all at the same time. But I will tell you how many other people that I spoke to today who could only say to me, dude, what the fuck? Or yeah. some variation of what we just said. I, you know, last night watching the returns, there was a certain point where you just knew, where you just knew that. I know you knew because you kept texting me going, oh, this is over. This is yeah. over. And yeah, I was trying no. to be big and say, no, no, no it's early. Chill no. out, whatever. Of course, I was freaking out inside. Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's part of it, right? It's like you try to keep a stiff upper lip, right. but uh, there's no reason for it. Like it was bad and it was pretty clear. From the get, not from the get go, but pretty early, that things were not, not going to go well, in her, right? In her direction, right? But I have to say that in my entire life, I have only felt the same way I do right now twice before. When the first was nine eleven, right? Okay, and the second was when my father died. Yeah, yeah. I, I, to me, for me, well, wait. Before I get into. The, the whole 9-11 and father dying comparison yeah. thing. Have you been able to utter the words yet? You know, I was, I was giving a talk earlier and I actually had to utter the words President-elect Donald Trump. I, and that yeah. is I, my mouth and my vocal cord. I mean, I said those things. It does not. It doesn't make sense in my head. You still, you just said it again. I know, and, 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 and I'm thinking I, I there's an orange, there's an orange, like, racist demagogue who's going to be the president of the United States. What, dude, what the dude, fuck? We have turned over the keys of our republic to P.T. fucking Barnum. <laughs> he is a freaking carnival barker. And think about the three-ring circus. Oh my that God. was the Trump campaign. But wait, wait, wait a second. I'm trying to think when I felt, you know... The circumstances of my of my father's death, and you know the fact that I was away, I was in the Middle East, I was in Cairo, I and and you know my mom calling and saying you need to come home. I, that it's it to me. I, I can understand what you're saying. It's incomparable to me because I was alone. I mean, as yeah. much as I feel like so comfortable in Egypt, it. it the, but this is this very reminiscent for me of. September 12th, 2001, um, yeah. walking around Washington today, it, it was like, it was like a bomb went off. Um, same in New York city, same, same in New York. Know, the streets were incredibly quiet. I mean, it, it, yeah. it, it, I think it added to the atmospherics of it, of course, because it was a, a like a gray kind of off and on rainy day. Yeah. But that's, that's what I remember, uh, that there's a kind of overall melancholy, uh, and a real fear for our democracy. Um, I think we were talking about it earlier that, you know, never before have Americans had to fight for their freedom and for their democracy. And I don't think it sounds melodramatic that, you know, hey, Americans, welcome to the world. It's now it's now time to fight 
for. Well, I, I mean, I don't know if I agree with that because I think that African Americans have well, had to a, fight a, for a, their. A great point. That's absolutely right. That white Americans, white privileged <laughs> yeah. Americans, have always That's felt right. like, you know, we live in a democracy, um, and here comes along uh, a presidential candidate who has now succeeded. One, yeah. President, president elect Donald J. Trump, and the yeah. people around him who. You get the distinct impression by what they have said and what they have done that they do not share those animating principles of, of liberal democracy that we have enjoyed and that white Americans no. have taken advantage, uh, you know, come to take for granted all of these years. It's amazing. <clears throat> well, what's amazing to me, and I'm sure you notice this as well, that all of a sudden, I don't hear any more calls about rigged elections. <laughs> right, that's right. All of a sudden, our system works. Right. There's no more. You know, the majesty of American democracy and yeah. the smooth transition of power. Right. Yesterday afternoon, Trump's lawyers were suing Nevada. Right. For allowing people who had been online to vote early to remain in line when the when the polling was supposed to have ended for early voting. Yeah. Even though by law, if you're online, you can, you get the, you have the right to vote, provided you were there before the allotted That's time. That's right. That's right. So yet by as late as yesterday afternoon, we had Rudy Giuliani on TV. Rudy Giuliani, who will be in the oh, administration, oh, by the way. That angry yeah. Catholic school bully <laughs> who gets off on picking on. The Jewish kids and the Hispanic yep. kids and especially the black kids. Yep. So as late as yesterday afternoon, he was on TV talking about how crooked the election was. Right. Now today... You don't hear anything about it. We don't hear anything. Why is that? Because the only way the election was going to be crooked for them was if they lost. That's exactly right. And in a lot of ways, it's almost... I know this is going to sound crazy. It's almost a relief that she lost and that she didn't win in a close election. Because there would be gunfire. What would have happened today if she had squeaked by in the most narrowest of of victories? We know that people had been stockpiling weapons, buying guns, preparing for the armed insurrection that was going to take place if she won. And the whole whole idea of the election being rigged was a way to mobilize voters, Trump voters. It was a a discursive political strategy to delegitimize her should she win or in in a big way or if in the scenario you just outlined, she squeaked by, you would have violence in the street. Think about how unbelievably irresponsible this was. Let, let's let's talk about this for a minute because it's beyond irresponsible. So we had already for weeks people, Trump and his team, talking about how the elections were rigged. You had senators saying, no, we're never going to hold a hearing right. on any of her nominees to the Supreme Court. Right. And you also had people already talking about impeachment hearings right. before she was even elected. They were not going to let this woman Exactly as they had done in secret 
with President Obama, they were making clear that they were going to do, they were explicit, they would never have allowed Hillary Clinton to govern. That's uh, right. It's. And you know, you know who would have been complicit in this as well? Who? The fucking media. Oh. Because this would have made for great TV ratings. Oh, absolutely. Look, let me tell you something. There's been a lot of talk in Washington, D.C. today in a variety of circles about, you know, needing to rebuild, needing to reform that, you know, the Democratic Party has been, you know, captured by essentially the same group of people for 25 years. But it's not just the Democratic Party that a lot of people are talking about. They're talking about the media. That the media has been absolutely complicit in the polarization of the country, that the media has not uh, had anything to answer for, that because Donald Trump was good for ratings, uh, that there was uh, – that, that the media was essentially complicit in helping to create this in- environment. Um, and I think an argument can can be made for this. In addition to the fact that – you know, I hate to say this, but – we were probably better off way back when, when at 6.30 or 7 o'clock every evening, there were three yep. network news broadcasts yep. rather than the democratization of information, which is a great thing. But look at your Facebook feed. Uh, you're getting basically one straw hole view of the world that just gets reinforced over and over and over and over again. Yeah. And never do are people challenged with that alternative view. Or you can just easily unfriend that person who uh, well, who is I, espousing I, that view. That's true. There We're are all guilty people, of it. There are plenty of people who today posted on Facebook, if you supported Donald Trump, unfriend me. Right. And I consider doing that myself. Um, but the the whole thing with the the media you know as you said you can you can have your twitter feed and have it curated to your tastes right. and needs and wants, as i do <laughs> as as many of us do but you know where again is that line drawn between i read the new york times and i read the washington post and I read some fucking lunatic nut job in, you know, <laughs> bubblefuck who knows where, right. who's espousing bullshit. And people because he, he read it on as Newsmax just as, as just as legitimate right. as the New right. York Times. That's, that's also a problem. That's, it's a, uh, that's, I think, one of the huge problems that we're facing as a society and actually that the news business is facing. Because, yeah. you know, when people start weighing the Washington Post and Newsmax or Breitbart of News is essentially – equally reputable uh, news outlets, you have a problem. And that's why we have Americas that are living in completely different realities. I mean, how many times have you had conversations over the course of the last however many months in which you hear someone say or you say yourself, I just don't understand how people can think this way and referring to a Trump supporter or a Trump supporter saying, I don't understand how these people could support Corrupt Hillary Clinton, right? The most corrupt politician in the history of the right. world. I mean, it's like really, yeah, really. Look now, uh, here, here's the okay. Go, go ahead. No. Well, just to go back for a second. Sure. Let's say she eked out a, a narrow win, right? Yeah. Let's say she she pulled out Florida, right? Among other states, but let's just let's focus on Florida for a second. Who do you think? Just Trump for a second, were, focus on Florida because it makes my stomach turn. Yeah, yeah, good. yeah. Just for one second. Okay. 
Who do you think the Trump supporters would have blamed for Florida? Uh, the Jews? Uh, quite possibly. <laughs> I think possibly. <laughs> <laughs> so can you imagine a scenario right. where you have an inflamed population should, who is singling out right. one particular demographic for the, uh, to blame for the loss of an election? Hey, I, I, got, I got this. I had this, this amazing conversation Monday afternoon when I was in Philadelphia. I, I met up with my, my dissertation supervisor. Um, you know, a, a longtime mentor. Um, and we were talking about a variety of things, including the campaigns. And he's saying, you know, he's always very careful when it comes to using the term anti-Semitism. He feels that it's been thrown around too much. It's been weaponized for a variety of reasons for by a variety of groups, something that the two of us have talked about quite a bit. And then he said to me, but, you know, I took a a close look at that closing Trump ad and man, that was anti-Semitic. So yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. There, there would have been a backlash. Look, even today with his, yep. his big win, I mean, it, it, I, I feel perfectly safe living where I live in the Washington DC area where there's a, a large concentration of, of Jews and open-minded people. And of course you in New York city, which is one of the largest Jewish cities in the world, but, but what about, you know, uh, the, the Jewish community in Tulsa, Oklahoma, or any of these places that right. I think are, you know, potentially facing a serious threat because of the kinds of things that Donald Trump and Steve Bannon and, and all of these other people who have whipped up. And again, we've discussed Jared Kushner and Ivanka Trump yeah. in the past. These are these are people who um, are willing to countenance the scapegoating of religious or ethnic groups. And let's not just focus on Jews. I mean, uh, Latinos, Hispanics, uh, African-Americans, women to advance this political agenda, which I'm not even sure what it is other than build a wall and make the Mexicans pay for it. Right. Keep everybody out. I don't know what the political agenda actually is other than the self-aggrandizement of Donald Uh, Trump. But that's all it is. You just hit the nail on the head. But even let's take that one. Let's take it back for a second. To, for, you don't need to go as far as Tulsa, Oklahoma. Right. There was an incident today in Philadelphia. In Philly, another big Jewish city. That's right. right. Where, you a, sent me where, that. A store, where a store was defaced with a swastika. And it said Sieg Heil it. said Sieg Heil 2016. Jesus Christ. That happened today. today. In Philadelphia. In Philadelphia. So if when people say, oh, we didn't see this coming, right. bullshit. 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 It's you saw it coming and you didn't fucking do anything. It, absolutely, the biggest bunch of bullshit for someone to say is, "Oh, I don't yeah. think he's really anti-Semitic in his heart." What does it mean when you are enabling anti-Semites? When you are yeah, leveraging okay. anti-Semites and when racists to advance yeah. your uh, your candidacy? It's a but total it's not, But like you said, it's not just about Jews. Right. It's about like Hispanics, Hispanics and it's about African-Americans, women. And, uh, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, this morning I brought my girls to school and I walked in the building and I was standing in the in the entryway and parents were walking in and crying. Right. And teachers were crying and kids were crying. Uh, Maddie was absolutely inconsolable. And yeah. then this evening we played for the kids the um, uh, Secretary Clinton's concession speech. Uh, uh, inconsolable once again. 
Well, I have not watched the, the concession oh, speech. I haven't watched anything. Yeah. I have not turned the TV on. Well, good for you. I haven't listened you should. to music all day. I, I sent am, you the picture from the car, man. You know, yeah, it was the well, one bright spot in my day. You know what? Sitting in traffic and VH comes on. I need one day where I'm not where I'm not listening to music. Right. I'm not watching TV. Right. And was that today? Just, you you know, took a complete today. break from from TV and music. Uh, it's a little bit of a morning. Yeah, you know. It's I know. I, I hear you, but I'm, I'm telling you, the 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 when the Van Halen came on the radio it was not my yeah. doing. I didn't put a disc yeah. in or I put. It, I was like, well, which which song was it? It was "I'll Wait" from uh, 1984. Yeah. I'll wait till yeah. you love comes. It was a pretty good song. Anyway, um, one other thing. Look, lest uh, listeners to the Amen Corner think we're you know we're completely in the tank for. For the Clintons, look, she's she would have made. I think she would have made a very good president, but she was one terrible candidate. Yeah, absolutely terrible candidate. And Clinton land just could not keep from stepping on its own feet and screwing up a variety of things. And I, I have to think that there are a lot of Democrats out there right now because there was there was when you know the original. Uh, revelations about the emails and the server came up. There was a there was a boomlet. There was a Joe Biden boomlet. Every Democrat I yeah. knew in Washington was hoping he'd get into the race. And yeah. I have to think that there are a lot of Democrats now who, who like to think that you know now that she has lost, um, that the Democratic Party can be released from the grip of the Clintons that it's been for the last twenty five years. With the you know even with I, the know, election of President Obama twice in two thousand eight and two thousand twelve, there has been this. Long-term strategic plan for her to to go in the White House, and like I, I, I hear you, I, I hear what you're saying, and obviously she was a flawed candidate, and obviously they come with a ton of baggage. But, but in comparison, I know what you're going to say. I, I, no, you don't. Yes, I what do. What am I going to say? What am I going to say? You're going to say in comparison to Donald Trump. I mean, as 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 difficult as the baggage was, as you know, the vice grip that the Clintons may have had on the Democratic Party in the last couple of years may have been. It's better than Donald Trump. And Trumpism, well, I agree 100%. That's obvious, but that's not what I was going to uh, say. Okay, then I stand corrected. What were you going to well, say? I was going to say that given the atmosphere, given the, the feelings in the country, Donald Trump was running as an outsider. Mm-hmm. Hillary is the ultimate right. insider. Even Biden was the ultimate, ins- right, the ultimate insider. Yeah, I, any, I see. any mainstream politician of either party, he was able to tar with the brush of insider. But at the and same, he appealed to the people who were disenfranchised or disengaged right. or who have felt that, that the world has passed them by. And any you know, even when Republicans would stand up and say, "No, we we denounce Trump, and we're actually holding our noses and voting for Hillary," he could use that and say, "Look, all of the insiders are against us. Well, Not just me, us." Yeah, no, no, no. I agree with that. I agree with that. But at the same time, from the get-go, her her negatives were so high that uh, yes. that Biden didn't have. So that it's almost. You know, it was starting from, you know, way behind that way. And, you know, how many times did they have to reintroduce her? Look, I was a, a, a big fan. I went out, I canvassed I, money, you know, especially when it came to the a comparison between the kind of monstrousness of, of Trump and Trumpism, by all means. But this was he won because he was running against her. And she almost won 
because she was running against him. In well, any other clear. situation, she win. what she won the she won the popular. Vote, All right, but so. that's not the rules in the country. Big deal. But she but she did win yes. the majority. Of yeah, but also six million Democrats stayed home. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, no, it's true. But you know the and, the real question is: Look, we can we can we can chew on this forever, and we will. I know we uh, will. It's going to be a long time. It's going to yeah. be a long time. It's going to be a therapy session. But here's the <laughs> question, and I think it's not really a question; it's a statement, and it's a statement from the two guys behind the Amen Corner. What we do about what is happening in this country is the most important thing. We can go over and over and over again the campaign and what was wrong and so on and so forth. Yeah. But now it's time to step up. Now it's time to say, no, I'm not moving. I am going to fight Trumpism. We have to do that. We said it last time. And last time it was in, it was in the realm of theoretical. I mean, yeah, we, we were uneasy about it, but you know, as two rational individuals who can read polls and so on and so forth, I think we were quite hopeful that this would be a, 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 we would be celebrating on the MN corner. Yeah. Rather than no, kind of mourning as as the passing of the Republic. Even as late as yesterday afternoon. I mean, you know, walking around the Upper West Side yesterday, it was like a street fair. Right. There were, I mean, the lines to vote were too long. I mean, there's a problem there. But the lines around were around the block. People right. were taking their, were there with their kids. You know, right. all, the, all the public schools where they have uh, polling stations, they, the PTAs do bake sales. And it really felt like, you know, good things. It really felt good. I walked around. I took some pictures of the lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know, you posted I was, them. I saw them. You know, it was a joyous feeling. And, you know, I, one of my friends texted me a picture of herself with her daughter when they were voting. And she said, I can't believe that I'm voting for a woman right, right. to be president. Right. And everybody was taking these pictures of themselves with their stickers. I voted. Yeah. Bring on the pantsuits. Yeah. And stuff. yeah. I mean, look. And, and the act of voting in and of itself is, is, is a moving experience. Um, and it's, it's come to this. Look, he won fair and square. But that doesn't mean he gets a pass. And we have to stand up and we have to be counted. And that's our feet, our money, our minds, our activism. Yes, that's right. All of these things. Our activism. We have to be, we have to. We have to, we have to set aside the the kind of petty differences among people on our end of the spectrum and and overlook some of the things that we disagree with because there is a larger, bigger, the the stakes are just extraordinarily high. Um, You know, and we, go ahead. The one thing, the one thing that, um, most people, many people are not really talking about today yet. The environment. Yeah. The environment. Yeah. I mean, who did he nominate to, you know, who's he appointed for the transition team for the EPA? And climate change denial. All right. Well, because it is a Chinese hoax, you know. Right. I mean, so <laughs> what does that mean for our planet? Right. Well, this yes, is, this is this is horrible on so many levels. I told you th- there are certain things that you know you roll back, and then eventually, you know, the momentum pushes things forward, and history moves forward. But when we have catastrophic climate change, you can't push right. that back. Well, look, it's 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 all of these things. I told you, I was driving to the office this morning. I was thinking about climate, the Obamacare. Planned Parenthood, yeah. gun laws. I mean, and this is going to have a profound impact on us 
for a generation. I, you know, I, I heard from one of my Egypt Yodas today, and he said he still is grappling with the with the legacy of the Nasser era. And this is this is, and we don't want to end up like that. We need yeah. to fight this stuff. We need to focus on the midterms. We need to focus yeah. on the local dog catcher, the school board, the district judge, whoever. This is they they they. I mean, they control it all. It all. Every state they, houses. He they ran the fucking table. The table. Yesterday. And and they were running the table before. I mean, one of the things. Look, I think that President Obama was a transformative figure. And the unfortunate thing is, they're going to do everything possible to erase his legacy as if he was never president. But where within you, fifteen minutes, where you can fairly criticize him, is he was neglectful of the party, and yeah. uh, he was neglectful of the down the way down ticket offices that set because the stage for national a, politics. Not, the f- he's not a politician in his in his kishkas. Right. Well he's not. You know, they always said like, oh he doesn't feel Israel in his kishkas. Oh, I don't care about that. But he was not yeah, right. but he was not really a politician. True. He didn't like retail politics like the Clintons, you know, that's their I, stock I think and that trade. That's right. But the fact of the matter is we come out of the Obama era with Republicans controlling state houses, which has a profound yeah. impact on their vice grip on the House of Representatives and a variety of other things, district attorneys, states, state attorneys who are crucial in things like uh, sane uh, gun safety laws and women's health and uh, voter voting rights. I mean, the voter suppression that goes on in this country is astounding. That's right. Yeah, I mean, that you want to talk about elections being rigged? That's what's right. being rigged. That's exactly making it difficult for people to vote, it, making it impossible for people with with prison records to vote, making reducing polling stations in uh, in Latin American right. and, and African American communities. Right. Like that's clear. If there's if anybody wanted to complain about vote rigging, that's your <laughs> right. That's exactly right, and that's the mind fuck of the Republicans is that they were carrying on carrying on about vote rigging. Where there is no, there is none of it, yet they are engaged in this evil enterprise of suppressing the vote. And I say evil, I mean that. Look, you can have philosophical differences on abortion, but denying people right to vote in a democracy, that is just evil. That's That's right. And if your policy is based on suppressing the number of people who come out to vote, then maybe your policies are are wrong. Right. Right? Exactly. You, maybe you want to rethink your policy yeah. if your best bet of winning is by keeping people away from voting. <laughs> no, they're safeguarding their America. Yeah, well, their ideas are losing. Exactly. In the long run, it absolutely is. And that's why they have had to resort to this type of that's right, but voter now suppression. We're, we're through, facing the consequences exactly. today. And we need to step up. There's no longer, uh, you can't accommodate this kind of thing and say, oh, right. the fever will break. Oh, I have, I'm too busy. Oh, I have too many other things to do. Oh, the football game is on. No. Exactly. Now is Fuck not the you. time to that. Get involved. Exactly. exactly. That's the slogan. Fuck you. Fuck get you. Involved. Get involved. Exactly. Right. On that happy note, on the yeah. fuck you get involved <laughs> note, Let's, um, I think that's going to do that's it gonna for, be it tonight, for, for tonight's, for tonight's uh, session. Amen the Amen Corner. Fuck you. Get Fuck involved. you. Get involved. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll speak to Bye. you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.